Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 1853 podcast of Monmouth College. I'm Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications Marketing, and this is the 1853 podcast, a program in which we tell you about the people, events, programs, and history that make Monmouth an outstanding liberal arts college. In this fourth edition of the 1853 podcast of the 2020-2021 school year, we'll chat with communication studies professor Shweta Srivastava. She oversees the college's very effective writing center. We'll also hear from classics professor Bob Simmons. He'll discuss his upcoming book, Demagogues, Power and Friendship in Classical Athens, Leaders as Friends in Aristophanes, Euripides, and Xenophon. Writing is at the heart of the Monmouth College student experience. Helping students become effective, persuasive writers is one of the things Monmouth does exceedingly well. And one of the people responsible for helping students become strong, effective writers is Shweta Srivastava. Shweta is a professor of communication studies, and she also directs the college's writing center. As Shweta reminds us, writing, while it belongs to the author, is often a community event. That's one of the reasons Monmouth has a writing center. Writing has, is a community activity it's not supposed to happen in isolation and whenever we are writing something we are writing for an audience and uh, your final audience should never be your first audience so that's why we have the writing center on campus so the students don't have their professor as the first person to read their paper instead they could bring the paper to the writing center and then they could submit a better version to their professor. So hopefully the students will take advantage of that. As with every other part of the college, the Writing Center has made adjustments in order to continue to serve students during the pandemic. As Shweta explains, that meant moving the location of the Writing Center from the Mellinger Teaching and Learning Center, which was once the home of Alpha Tau Omega fraternity, over into the Hughes Library. Primarily uh, through the writing center efforts and uh, the first thing that we had to do was uh, to create a space where people can come and work uh, and tutors can work with them on their writing in a socially distant setup. So uh, currently we are um, on the main level of uh, Hughes Library. We figured a spot which is quite Uh, open and well ventilated and um, usually two tutors are available at a time so we have two long desks available and uh, the student and the tutor sit on um, the opposite ends of the desk so that they are about six feet apart and each desk has a computer with two monitors attached to it. So when the student comes, they uh, log into the computer and they bring up their assignment. And the same uh, thing is displayed on the tutors end as well. So while sitting six feet apart, they're able to see the same document and work like they would in under normal circumstances. And Shweta says the Writing Center has stayed plenty busy in its new location. Busy shop since um, the past three days. 
So we are getting in um, mostly like five to six students each night. We, um, I'll just plug in the information here. Uh, the tutors are available from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. from Sunday to Thursday. So this week, we just started on September 1st. We had three uh, business days at the Writing Center and uh, all three days, we were pretty busy. There were at least four people waiting um, to get in because it's a first come first serve basis service, uh, no appointments necessary. And uh, I think there is uh, something about the location also contributing to uh, so many students coming in because um, even when we are not working, uh, there's a sign in the library that says, uh, this is where the writing tutors will be available from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. And I've seen students taking pictures of that sign. So as a reminder that they can come to this place. And uh, I believe library is uh, one of the most busiest um, places on campus where we get a lot of student traffic. So just by placing ourselves in that busy location, I think uh, we have improved our reach to the students. And, um, as a communication studies scholar, I believe in presence. Um, and, and I'm sure you will understand that from marketing perspective that uh, you need your presence, not just during those hours, but beyond those hours uh, of tutoring so that people know that we exist and they can reach out to us. So that's what this location is doing for us. And as a writer, I always associate food, coffee, um, and um, you know, just the smell of coffee is an inspiration for writing. So being in that area is useful. I hope in the future we can extend our hours right now we are not working during the einstein's operational hours but hopefully in this future we will have more hours there you're listening to the 1853 podcast of monmouth college and i'm Dwayne bonifer in the monmouth college office of communications and marketing we're chatting with shweta srivastava she's the communication studies professor who also directs the college's very active writing center it's moved for the pandemic over into Hughes Library. Because of the pandemic, the Writing Center doesn't only serve students in person, it also serves students online. And Shweta says that's worked out quite well. And uh, that's something that's useful for some of my tutors who may be a little more high risk or may have to work remotely. So that service is available again during the same time, Sunday to Thursday, 7 to 9 p.m. People can sign in. Uh, just like they would walk in to the writing center and still receive um, assistance on their writing. Some, sometimes it's a little more convenient, in my opinion. Uh, different people will have different experiences. Um, in the spring, when we suddenly went from face-to-face -to, -face to online because of the pandemic, uh, we still continued to offer uh, writing consultations to students. And I worked with a lot of students because uh, many of my tutors were still struggling to figure out uh, the impact of the changes in their own classes and such. So um, I um, kind of filled in, jumped in um, to help the, as many students as I could. I don't think we turned down any requests for uh, writing uh, assistance. So uh, like we continued in the spring, we will um, definitely continue like this. And, uh, it's, uh, in my opinion, it's a new skill, an additional skill that the tutors will have. And eventually, even the students will learn 
um, in today's world, an important skill to have to have um, interactions online. The Writing Center also plans to offer some of its popular workshops online this semester. Um, because of the pandemic, it's really hard to do face-to-face -face workshops, which uh, are usually... Uh, these workshops were becoming popular in the spring and then we were hit by the pandemic. So now we are creating videos on uh, different aspects of writing and they will soon be available on the Writing Center webpage. That's Shweta Srivastava. She's a professor of communication studies and the director of MAMA's very popular and effective writing center. You're listening to the 1853 podcast of Mammoth College, and I'm Dwayne Bonifer in the Mammoth College Office of Communications and Marketing. For nearly the last two decades, Classics Professor Bob Simmons has dedicated a good part of his scholarship to studying demagogues in ancient Greece. Bob recently secured a book deal with the international publisher Bloomsbury Press to publish the book Demagogues, Power, and Friendship in Classical Athens, Leaders as Friends in Aristophanes, Euripides, and Xenophon. The book, which promises to be accessible to both scholars of classics as well as general audiences, is set to be published in June 2022. Although the book draws upon writers from more than 2,400 years ago, the book offers several parallels and lessons for modern times. This book uh, explores a different way of looking at political influence and coal coalition building, um, starting in the late 5th century Athens, that seems to have been cultivated by a type of politician called demagogues. So it looks at the influence over time of a style coalition building based on making individual people feel like friends of the politician. And so um, I scour certain, a lot of plays for this language that, that, um, that characters representing demagogues use and then portrayals of them interacting with people and it seems like what we see is a lot more portrayals of sort of individual interactions between demagogues and common Athenians. And a lot of words for friendship that, that come up in the, the way they talk about the relationship with common Athenians. When um, others had you know, much more of a top-down sort of political approach. And when there's a discussion of relationship between uh, leaders and the people. It was it was more like sort of romantic passion, whereas which is which is always going to be just a, a metaphor with limits. But the friendship thing doesn't have those same limits. So we start to see over time this this model of leader as friend showing up much more regularly in drama and in biography, suggesting that this innovation by these early demagogues found its way into Athenian life and, and people started to expect that if they were going to have a leader, that person was also going to treat them as a friend. Bob says the theme of friendship is a common thread that runs through the works of Aristophanes, Euripides, and Xenophon. 
these three authors in their portrayals of demagogic politicians and people that they lead go with a lot of portrayals of these people putting themselves physically close to the people that they lead and doing things to make it seem as though they are similar to the people that they lead. And so th these, these elements, and then, um, th and then others who see people interacting with these demagogues in this way seem to have this feeling like they too could have that kind of a relationship. And so we have this, this idea of, of a friendship by extension um, with these demagogues also that seems to have guided a lot of people's feelings of connection to these folks. So the connection was not, am I in favor of your policies? Do you do things for me? But rather, are you somebody that I feel is a friend of mine? Are you somebody who treats me as a friend? Are you somebody that even though we're not you know, personally connected, do you interact with people in a way with people who are like me that leads me to think that we could be friends too? And so then it's, it's a lot easier to follow somebody whom one sees as a friend, you know, and then even if that person messes things up, you can think, well, my friends mess things up too, you know, and so they, they can stick with people um, and, and forgive them to an extent if they are looking at these people as friends more than if they are looking at these people as just a politician, you know, somebody uh, who would, uh, whom they will support as long as it, it suits their purposes. In 2020 U.S. politics, Bob says there are plenty of examples on both sides of the political aisle of leaders who lean in on the friendship theme when they try to appeal to voters. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez pulls this off very well. Bernie Sanders pulls this off very well. Um, Donald Trump is a different sort of demagogic politician, but he, I, I think he, he gets people to think of him not like necessarily a personal friend, but sort of like the guy at the end of the bar, you know, who, you know, will say things that, that aren't like always right, but, but you know, but, but like the, the sort of people feel like he's speaking sincerely. And so they may not feel like he's a, he's a personal friend of theirs, but they, they might feel like they, they know people like him. Um, that, you know, like, yeah, he messes some things up, but, but you know, that's the, the, the people that I am in the bar with also mess some things up, but I still forgive them. And so there's, there's a lot of this feeling of sort of personal attachment that seems to go with, um, with certain politicians that for whom personality and um, outreach are, are really big things. And so they you're listening to the 1853 podcast of Monmouth College, and I'm Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing. We're chatting with Classics Professor Bob Simmons. He's talking about his book, Demagogues, Power, and Friendship in Classical Athens, Leaders as Friends in Aristophanes, Euripides, and Xenophon. The book will be published in June 2022. As Bob points out, the three Greek authors he studied point out that politicians who are good at presenting themselves as friends of the people could point to one of democracy's problems. Probably um, at least two of them and probably all three would say that it's um, it's a, a problem with democracy. That It, it really it um, it chases out of influence people who aren't great at this kind of personal touch. And so uh, th there's a real suspicion, it seems, in the works that I look at of these demagogic sorts of, of politicians that they seem to be portrayed as manipulating people rather than really doing the right thing for 
for those people or for their constituents. And so, um, it's, you know, democracy was, was not something that was at all settled in, in Athens. I mean, this is a, a place in, in the time period that I'm covering, we had two, not one, but two oligarchic revolts. I mean, like a small group of people had a, a revolution and overthrew the democracy. And so people were not resigned to this working. And so I think that, that we're seeing these, uh, these authors portraying their sort of reluctant acknowledgement of the way that democracy does, that they, they might see it as uh, inevitable that um, the, the personal touch becomes more important than just the, the ability to lead well. And, but they, they don't seem happy with it. I mean, at least in, in the first two cases, in the case of, of Aristophanes and Euripides, they seem um, apprehensive about the impact of uh, these demagogues and the influence of the masses. You know, like, you know, what, what happens if we, if we put power into the hands of the, you know, the vast majority of, of Athenians? And is, is that necessarily going to lead to the best of outcomes for the city? You know, and sometimes the answer is absolutely, but, but there are times when, um, you know, passions can be inflamed and, um, you know, and, and so uh, there may be some short-term decisions that end up not looking so great in retrospect. Bob says that the relational style of politics is still happening today. And the prime example can be found every four years right across the Mississippi River in Iowa. It'd be so important as a, as a caucus state is, you know, it's, it's still showing that emphasis on the value of uh, developing that personal touch and the, the ability to, to make personal connections with people. You know, and, and that, that's, that's really like Alexander Ocasio-Cortez's thing and Bernie Sanders sort of thing. It was Barack Obama's thing. It's totally not Donald Trump's thing, but he, he does things in a different way to to make people feel that sense of connection but yeah absolutely that 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 um we have evolved um into a, a society in which dem, uh leaders really do much better if they have that personal touchdown and this is something that that we see um first brought into large-scale politics it seems um in athens with cleon um in the early years of the peloponnesian war that's Classics Professor Bob Simmons. He recently signed a book deal to publish his work, Demagogues, Power, and Friendship in Classical Athens, Leaders as Friends in Aristophanes, Euripides, and Xenophon. Look for the book to be published sometime in June of 2022. You can read more about the book and Bob's work in the news section of the new and much improved Monmouth College website, monmouthcollege.edu. Just click on News and Events, and you can read a great story about Bob by my colleague, Barry McNamara. And that's going to be a 30 for this fourth edition of Monmouth College's 1853 podcast of the 2020-2021 school year. I hope you've enjoyed this program. Tell us what you think by firing off an email to us at news at monmouthcollege.edu. Be sure to put podcast in the subject line. Until our next edition, this is Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing. Thanks so much for listening. So long, everybody. Have a nice day. Stay healthy. <laughs>